Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood history. My name is Corey. And my name is Jeff. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing fantastic, Corey. I am always doing wonderful when I know we're going to talk about movies. Oh, and the movies we will talk about tonight, Jeff, are a spooky kind. Spooky kind? Oh, yes. You mean we're going to be talking about some romantic comedies? Yes! No, no, not romantic comedies. (laughs) Well, those are the spookiest kind to me. (laughs) Yes, when you're afraid of intimacy, all romantic comedies are the scariest films ever. That's me. I'm frightened of intimacy and commitment. Just like Mr. Chandler Bing. (laughs) No, it is is Halloween time uh, at the time that we are recording this. And so it was, um, you know, I I thought it would be interesting to try and um, talk about one of the most iconic film franchises that's spooky of all time. The Jeepers Creepers <laughs> franchise? Uh, Justin Long uh, and his genius in that movie aside, no. I'm talking about the Halloween franchise, Jeff. Nice. One of my favorite movies of all time and probably my favorite movie for Halloween time. Mm, yes, well, it is a staple around Halloween time. I, I like to think... That you should end the Halloween season with a Halloween movie. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the night of, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, through, like, all October, I, this, so far, as soon as fall hit, like, <laughs> September 21st hit, and I was like, all right, let's do it. Scary movies. Uh, typically, people start, you know, like, in October, and they have, like, their 31 days of, of scary movies, you know? And I, I'd say, like, the perfect pinnacle is to watch Halloween or the most recent, um, Halloween film on Halloween, but they just released a sequel to that 2008 uh, reboot uh, right now. So it's fresh. It's fresh in the minds. People are going to go see Halloween Kills. And, um, y- you know, they, they really did a good job of rebooting this franchise and bringing it back to its core, just like. I mean, they, we, we slasher. Hope they did. Well, the, the, the 2018 Halloween did. It really brought everything back. But this movie, I mean, it could suck. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, Jamie Lee is, you know, I mean, you know, she's no longer true lies, Jamie Lee. (laughs) Oh, she's still great. (laughs) I mean, she could be, you know, really unable to fight Michael Myers. It's true, but she's got her her daughter and her granddaughter with her this time, and they're kicking ass. Where's Josh Hartnett? He doesn't exist. See, now here's the thing, Jeff. (laughs) I'm just saying, Josh Hartnett's not in this anymore, you know? (laughs) No, Josh Hartnett doesn't exist anymore in this franchise as far as it's going. <laughs> Never and existed. Where's LL Cool J? Doesn't exist either. So that, that sort of brings me to what I, what I really want to get to. And that is for somebody who is just getting into horror films, maybe just discovering Halloween because they have been drugged to Halloween Kills this weekend or next weekend or whenever. Uh, there is some continuity shifts here. And you had sort of brought up something last week. In regards to the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, in which a church, you know, telltale sign that somebody is lied about seeing um, 
the Friday the 13th film, is that uh, they think Jason is the killer of the original film, and he is not. And then throughout all of the rest of the franchise of Friday the 13th, continuity abounds. <laughs> it just, yeah. it, it, suddenly we're in space. Suddenly Freddy's there. Like It, it just kind of goes wackadoo all over the place, and they, they kind of just feel like cash grabs at that point. Well, actually... Like I was telling you, um, I just saw the Netflix series. Did you see that one? I have not seen the Netflix series that you're talking about. The movies that made us? Movies that made us. Halloween and or horror films, right? I was very, very um, astonished to have seen in this in this uh, horror movie uh, behind the music <laughs> that... It is, it is like totally a VH1 behind the music. It is for horror movies and <laughs> for, for uh, Christmas movies, movies yeah. and regular movies. So in this, in this uh, you know, behind the music of the horror movies... I found out that Friday the 13th had no script and it kind of makes sense now why they just, why that movie has no continuity to it at all. They were winging it. Well, Corey, all these movies have stars. Nightmare on Elm Street had Johnny Depp. Friday the 13th had Kevin Bacon. Let's talk about the star of Halloween, the one and only Jamie Lee Curtis. Tell us a little bit about her. Yeah, so in the Halloween franchise, it's Jamie Lee Curtis, as you just mentioned, right? And she is in the franchise for a couple movies and then isn't seen again for another 20 years in the franchise. The way they write her back into the franchise screws with everything. And so the more I started to do a deep dive of the Halloween franchise, because there's, I mean, admittedly, there's some pockets of the Halloween franchise that I missed. I was a young kid when some of these movies were were coming out, the Halloween, you know, four and five. Uh, I didn't see them. You know, it's certainly now that I've done this sort of deep dive into the timeline of Halloween, like how we got from John Carpenter's original to where we are today with Halloween Kills. uh, That makes me want to go back and watch every single one of these films, knowing like how they fit into this thing. But I tell you, Jeff, it's like there's as many timelines to Halloween as there are to the Back to the Future movies. (laughs) Yeah, but I will say that a lot of the problems with these movies is not the fact that these movies um, were not done correctly the first time. The problem is that they wanted to keep doing movies. So what they did was they went back and said, oh, we're going to change this in our new movie. Yeah. And then that's where they that's where they had a problem. It's a, it's a uh, series of retcons that just Definitely. keep peeling back the franchise. <laughs> To earlier and earlier moments. Exactly. So you have Halloween H2O. For anybody that didn't know, Halloween H2O has Jamie Lee Curtis brought back into the series after 20 years. But the ultimate problem with H2O is that they end up killing Michael Myers in the end. And the number one rule to keeping a horror movie franchise alive is never kill the villain. And they broke that rule. And so they have to keep going back to make sure that Michael Myers stays alive. That's why you have some continuity problems in the Halloween series. And Rob Zombie just happened to have dropped two movies in yeah, there of, of right in the Halloween. Middle, right in the middle, right in the middle of the Rob Zombie sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so for, for anybody who, is, who has only seen the most recent ones, maybe the original, but only seen the, the most recent ones, or maybe you're only familiar with the sort of H2O and, and forward, um, I'd like to walk through the entire fractured timeline of the Halloween franchise. Wow, that's going to be a right? long time, Corey. A, I don't know if I'm going to be here guide. that long. It's a user's guide to Halloween. Right? So it's like Dummy's Guide to Halloween? Well, yeah. I, I mean, in that, a dummy will be guiding you, yes. Jackass's Guide to Halloween? 
Yes. So see if you can follow along to these timelines. We'll, we'll try to, to keep it on the straight and narrow here, but, um, you know, it, it gets a little confusing in certain parts. But before we start... Corey, we're going to do a quiz. Oh, there's a quiz. Okay, so Halloween came out in 1978. Yes. Its budget was $300,000. Mm-hmm. Very small for that time. Yes, <laughs> it's a gritty independent film, yeah. What was its final box office? Ooh, its final box office was, uh, I believe, around $70 million. Nice! Yeah. That's called research, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. It Cor- actually, with grossing $70 million, at the time became the most profitable independent film of all time. Of all time still? Well, at the time. I don't, I, yeah, you got, I'm sure you know, other independent films have blown it out of the way since. But in 1978, it became yes. the most profitable independent film, specifically. There's a little, <laughs> like the little asterisk on there. Independent film of all time. Yes, it had, yeah. it was it blew everybody out of the water. And just for so everybody knows, um, if you have not seen the documentary that was on Netflix, mm-hmm. it opened in one theater. Originally, yeah, it originally only opened in one theater in like Kansas. Yes, <laughs> it's like a viral video now, right? It was the seventies version 70s of a viral version, video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that it was um, made for three hundred thousand dollars, right? Uh, after some marketing budgets, you know, somewhere in between three hundred and three hundred and four hundred thousand dollars, um, most profitable film is directed by the legend John Carpenter. Uh, this film inspires the entire slasher genre of horror films. Yes, you would not have any slasher film of the eighties because the eighties had constant slasher films. I mean, you had uh, Friday the Thirteenth, you have Nightmare on Nightmare Elm, Elm Street, you have Chucky, you have Hellraiser, you Leprechaun. have leprechaun well yeah leprechaun you have so many (laughs) slasher films that come out in the 80s that would not be there if it wasn't for halloween it was the the like uh superhero movies now uh you know horror films were in the 80s right the way that like absolutely westerns were all the rage in the in the uh, 50s it was all about the horror film the slasher film in the 80s absolutely and it all starts in not the 80s in 1978 with the original halloween all right, so this first film, uh, and spoilers if you're not uh, aware by now, we're going to be talking about this film franchise, so there will be a fair amount of spoilers until we get to the sort of later films in the series, especially the 2018 Halloween and beyond, uh, because that is an ongoing franchise and we won't spoil that. But what we're going to do first is we're going to take a break and we are going to pause for station identification. <laughs> And then we are going to let our sponsor for the official unofficial brand spokespersons of Combos. So we're going to let take a take a little break, let Combos talk to you through our voices, and we'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Jeff from Switch the Envelope. It's Halloween, and what's the main question on everybody's mind? What kind of candy to give out to your trick-or-treaters? Well, here at Switch the Envelope, we tell you no candy is the best candy. It's time to start giving out handfuls of combos. That's right. Those wonderful, salty-tasting combos. They're the treat that all kids can enjoy all night. So from the official, unofficial sponsors of Combos, we wish you a happy Halloween. And we're back! All right. 
hope right. you guys enjoyed that. I hope you're out eating some combos. Maybe go get yourself a, a little a little seltzer water, a little Perrier. I like to drink Perrier because I'm bougie. And or some, uh, some boo boo bubble. <laughs> boo boo bubble. Bu- bu- bubbly? Bubbly? Bu- bubbly. That's bubbly. what it's bubbly. bubbly. Yeah. Yeah. So um we're back. And we are going to be talking about the Halloween movies. Now, what we're going to do instead of just going through all the movies is we're going to describe them to you in a sequential order that you can watch them in. Okay, so we're going to do each timeline for you so you can watch Halloween movies in the right sequential order. So we're going to start with the first timeline. So this is the anchor film, Halloween, the original. It exists in every timeline. And you only need to watch this one if you really want to know the Halloween films. Yes. This is, yeah, really, start with this one, and then you can kind of go anywhere in the franchise, and it'll be connected in some way to this film. Although the timelines do diverge shortly after that. (laughs) So this would be like, if we're going back and using Back to the Future analogies, this would be like being in uh, Marty's bedroom in 1985, just before he gets the call from Doc Brown, to go and help him with his time machine. Yes, and this first timeline is essentially the 1985 that Marty lives through without ever having gone back in time to 1955. So no big truck? No. Yeah. No. So this would be... And original Jennifer. Yes. <laughs> Not yeah. Elizabeth Shue. Right. Original because Jennifer. She is the first alternate 1985 <laughs> yes. that he goes back to. Yes. So this <laughs> after is... After having fixed things in 1955. This yes. is hot Jennifer, not... Elizabeth Shue. Now, hold on. Elizabeth Shue is Jennifer. pretty hot. But she's, you know, she's not the original Jennifer. Yeah. That's true. All right. So the original Halloween starts off in 1963. Six-year-old Mike Myers kills a sister. Then they zip forward 15 years to 78. And Michael Myers has been locked up in Smith's Grove uh, Sanitarium under the care of Dr. Sam. Not Beckett. Loomis. Although that would have been amazing if it was Sam Beckett. No. Dr. Sam Loomis. <laughs> He's the uh, wonderful British actor. Wait, British or French? British? British? Sure. He plays the Bond villain. Come on, man. He's the Bond villain that the real Mike Myers plays in Austin Powers. How do you not? Come on, this connection. He's he's Dr. No. What? Dr. No. Yes. And Mike Myers plays Dr. No as Dr. Evil in Austin Powers. It's uh, Donald Pleasance. Is the actor. Yes. Yeah. But we've got Halloween. The the evil guy is Michael Myers. And then... Oh, that's... Oh! Ah, how are you not getting I'm this? I'm sorry. I did, was totally blanking on that. That's Halloween, funny. Halloween. Yes, absolutely. Michael Myers, the guy who plays Dr. No. Then the guy who's spoofing Dr. No is playing Dr. Evil, and his real name is Mike Michael Myers. Myers. <laughs> Come on, man. Ooh, this is like a Kennedy-Lincoln thing. Yes! Oh, the rest of the episode is just going to be this. Scratch everything we just set up. <laughs> No, no, I kid. Uh, but yeah, Donald Pleasance, who was Dr. No, is now playing Dr. Loomis. Uh, is, you know, he's looking after Michael Myers, bungles a transition to a courtroom. Michael Myers escapes, kills a mechanic, steals his patented coveralls, uh, breaks into a hardware store, steals a, a white uh, William Shatner mask. That iconic look is formed. <laughs> and he goes back to Haddonfield, Illinois, where he killed his sister to do, I don't know. To kill everybody. To just murder everybody, right? But it's it, there's no motivation in this movie. He's just crazy murder murder kid, right? Who's now grown up. So I think he's now 21 years old. 
And uh, then he goes to his uh, childhood home. He sees Jamie Lee Curtis dropping off a key because her dad's trying to sell the place. And then he starts stalking her and finds her babysitter's club of friends, murders all of them, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, so, yeah, he kills all of her friends. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, now uh, being chased by Michael Myers, gets real crafty with a knitting needle and she gets him in the eye. Then she stabs him with a coat jumping out of a <laughs> closet, like a coat hanger. Uh, and then eventually stabs him with his own knife. Michael Myers still isn't going down. Loomis, hot on the trail, trying to catch up with Mike Myers, finally shows up to the house and shoots him uh, uh, you know, six times or whatever. Michael Myers falls to the balcony, dead. End of movie. Except that they look over the balcony, Jeff, mm-hmm. and he's vanished. Dun, dun, dun! Perfect setup for a sequel. Right? One of the best horror films of all time. Yeah, I agree. It's great. Halloween 1 and 2 are good. They establish the legend of Halloween. You have the first one where he's going after, you don't really know why he's going after everybody. In the second one, you realize he's going after Lori Strode so much because she is his sister. She's actually his sister. And then if you jump, where are we jumping to next, Corey? Well, here's the thing. In, In this movie, there's a little bit of a nugget, right? where they discover clues. Dr. Loomis discovers some clues that Michael Myers might be connected to a Gaelic fall festival uh, that's called Sam... What is it called? Um, Sam Hain? Yeah, Sam Hain. I think I'm mispronouncing that. Um, but it's a, a Gaelic festival that is like... It's a mystic Gaelic festival. It, it, it's about like ushering in the dark part of the year, right? Winter, basically. And so there's clues that are connecting Michael Myers to this uh, this festival that takes place on November 1st in Gaelic tradition, but gets started celebrating in October 31st. So they've taken an evil spin on it and said that, well, Michael Myers has gained these supernatural powers. That's why he, he hasn't died from the gunshot wounds and the stabs to the heart and you know all that kind of stuff. Corey, do you know what it's called when you are scared of Halloween? Uh, no, I do not. Samhainophobia. Is it really? It is. No way. There you go, Jeff. Just want to let you know that. A little bit of, a little fun fact. Want to drop some knowledge on you. (laughs) So they connect him to this Gaelic uh, fall festival, uh, or, you know, sort of like give you a bit of a, uh, you know, like a sousant of of supernatural. A sousant? A of supernatural underpinning to why. Hey, Corey, do you know where the uh, Halloween started? Uh, I, I would guess because of this um, this uh, <laughs> line of reasoning we're going through here that it's probably a Celtic. It is a Celtic tradition. Tradition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Corey, do you know what the first jack lantern was made out of? A gourd. <laughs> <laughs> a turnip, actually. Ooh, a turnip. It was made out of a turnip. Oh. Yes. I was going to say, like, oh, the head of the village's firstborn son. <laughs> a turnip. <laughs> Named Jack. Spelled with a Q or some shit. <laughs> hey Corey. Yes. <laughs> do you know what do you know what the highest selling candy in 2021 will be? Uh, uh really um fuck. Like for trick-or-treating candy? Trick-or-treating, the highest selling trick-or-treating candy. It's usually the same every year. Candy corn? <laughs> it is not candy oh, corn. I figured it's an immensely popular uh item around this particular time, even though it it's is. trash. Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting. Reese's peanut butter cups, tops, uh, probably because of the orange and uh, dark brown Halloween. You know, I never uh, thought of it that candy. way. I never thought uh, of it rappers. that way, but yeah. 
Maybe it might that, be. That's Who probably knows? why. It, it seems like a Halloween-themed candy already. Plus, yeah. their uh, holiday commercials are uh, pretty iconic. They are. With the like vampire bite taken out of the Reese's where it drains all the peanut butter out of it. Yeah. Vampire. Yeah. Uh, so that sets in motion the sort of lore that will be carried from uh, this movie beyond into, you know, this, the, the, you know, like where John Carpenter wanted to sort of take this franchise. Now, ultimately, Michael Myers gets blown up in a hospital. Laurie escapes. We think that uh, Dr. Loomis, because he sets off this explosion in a gas-filled room with Michael Myers in it, that he's probably dead too. Uh, undetermined, his fate. But that's where we leave off Halloween 2. Now, Halloween 3... But let's let's talk about, like, how is this... Are these movies moving through the franchise? So we go... So this one's Halloween 1, Halloween 2... And then we're out. And then we're out. And then Halloween 3, 4, and 5, what happens? Halloween 4... So a, a Halloween, Halloween Season of the Witch has a completely different plot. It has nothing to do with Michael Myers or Laurie Strode or anything. It has is to Michael do, Myers in this movie? No, he, he's not. Uh, this has to do with uh, witchcraft. They bring in that uh, Samhain, right, as the underpinning of evil. Why are these mov- all these movies in the anthology, it was proposed, that uh, evil things would happen around Halloween because of the Samhain... Yeah, Samhain ritual. So Hollywood th- or Halloween 3, 4, and 5, are they the same? No, so 3 is on an island, it's on its own. Okay. We then jump ahead to Halloween 4 in 1988. So we're now 10 years beyond uh, the original Halloween, right? Uh, this is directed by Dwight uh, Little, who would go on to direct Free Willy. Uh, this is the first film in what is now known as the Thorn Trilogy. So they are abandoning the Samhain thing altogether. By 4, they're like, yeah, Carpenter, it didn't work for Season of the Witch. Sorry, but we're now developing our own backstory. And so Halloween 4, 5, and 6 then run their own trilogy, right? Where we are, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode has died in a car accident. Michael Myers, after being blown to bits, well, he doesn't get blown to bits, after getting exploded, uh, is was in a coma for a decade, wakes up after hearing about Laurie Strode and the fact that she has a daughter. Laurie Strode has died in a car accident, but her daughter still lives, right? Ten years on. And so then he starts going after Laurie Strode's daughter. Okay, Corey, if I can put a fine point on this. If you are going to be watching a very fun, family-friendly slasher film, <laughs> then you're going to want to go out and watch Halloween 1, and Halloween 2, because these are the genesis of the Halloween movies. So once again, go down to your local blockbuster, pretend this is 1995, and rent yourself a Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. Have yourself a nice, fun family slasher night. And then once you are done seeing the beginning of the Halloween movies, go out and see the trilogy, the 4, 5, and 6, Halloween 4, 5, and 6. Remember that they have nothing to do with the original movies, and go watch those movies and inundate yourself with a trilogy that really has nothing to do with the original movies. Yeah. And you know, you know why I think they suck, Corey? Why? Because I've never seen them. Well, the the <laughs> idea of the curse, the the thorn curse or whatever, like I think it's an interesting idea. And by this time in the in you know, so the the franchise, Halloween had become like huge cult following. Right, it had gained a huge cult following. Now the box office had kind of waned, and it had lost sort of mainstream appeal. 
uh, by this point. But like, there's something to it. So like that trilogy in and of itself is not the greatest, but there is it's still entertaining, right? It's still Halloween and Halloween H two O. So this one <clears throat> brings Laurie Strode back. Uh, you can almost say that it kind of connects to four, five, and six in that they mentioned that she faked her death and now she's uh, teaching at a college, right? She's a professor and her son, not daughter. So she had a daughter named Jamie. Now she has a son named John, played by Josh Hartnett, uh, who has a girlfriend uh, played by Michelle Williams, right? Absolutely. Michelle Williams, great actress. And Lori's back. And she's her her brother's coming after her. It's twenty years after the fact. Uh, he's been missing since the explosion in nineteen seventy eight. That's why Halloween H two O the twenty makes sense because in nineteen ninety eight that movie, even though it's coming after the nineteen eighty one movie, the nineteen eighty one movie's events take place in nineteen seventy eight because they directly follow the original film. Right. <clears throat> uh, they get locked into a, you know, into the university. Laurie eventually chops off Michael's head. Michael's dead, right? This movie, it made a lot of a lot of money. <laughs> it, it made seventy five million dollars, uh, and at the time, was the highest grossing uh, in the franchise to well, date. Well, you have to understand that at the time, this movie was fitting into what Hollywood was marketing to. So at the time, you had. All the scary movies were back. So you had Urban Legends. You had yeah. I Know What You Did Last Summer. Final Destination. Final Destination. And they all had the young, hot movie stars. Mm-hmm. This one wasn't any different. So you had Josh Hartnett. You had Michelle Williams. LL Cool LL J. LL Cool J. Yeah. And then you add in uh, the old franchise of Halloween. And then you put Jamie Lee Curtis comes back. Yeah. She's back and the franchise is back. So all of a sudden everyone's like, fuck Yeah. I'm going to see this because now it's not just I know what you did last summer. It's Halloween. I will say this, the Halloween H2O is the only one that uses the music really well because they don't really play it. <laughs> the whole time they don't play the uh, the actual theme until the very end when she goes after Michael. And the very end and then all of a sudden the music starts playing. Like like they 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 tease the music through the whole movie, and then at the very end, you actually hear them play it. It's almost like a slow burn. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I remember this film being a bit of a phenomenon at the time. They marketed it heavily. Uh, there was a lot of people super jacked to go see the you know, Jamie Lee Curtis come back into this film. Uh, it's it's a, a fun ride. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in this movie, it's dude. Really, I forgot that. Uh, you know, so Jamie Lee Curtis finally kills Michael Myers in this. Fun fact about this movie, Jeff. Uh, the director, Stephen Miner, actually was the director of Friday the 13th, number two, and number three. Cool. Yeah. Fun fact about this movie, Janet Lee is in it. Is she really? Yes. No way. Yes. <laughs> that is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom for the uninitiated. And for anybody else that doesn't know, that's the star of Psycho. Mm, yes. It all comes full circle, guys. Halloween to Psycho. It's also the main reason why Jamie Lee Curtis was even cast in the Halloween franchise. Yeah, because she's the daughter of the lady who dies in the beginning of Psycho. <laughs> exactly. Not just the B. I mean, she... Uh, she doesn't last more than 15 minutes in that movie. <laughs> she does more than 15 minutes. Uh, she dies pretty soon. There's like a whole setup with her. She goes to the hotel, and then she dies. 
it's not 15 minutes long. It's like probably a half hour. It, yeah, it might be. 45 it minutes. Might, it's pretty uh, long. But she, she has to embezzle. She has to see her boyfriend. She has to drive there. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty long She has long to take time. a shower. She has to see, you know, uh, what's Anthony oh, she, Perkins. Yeah, she has a conversation with him about taxidermy. Yeah, man. Yeah. she's He has to fall in love with her after five she, seconds and realize that he's going to have to kill her. He has to be a peeping Tom. Yes, exactly. There's a lot. There's a lot, man. There's like, ha- there's like 45 minutes. All right. So... Jamie Lee Curtis, daughter of Janet Lee, <laughs> kills Michael Myers definitively. I mean, she lobs his fucking head off with an axe. Full on. Just clean off. Knocked it right off his shoulders. So Corey, how Dead. do they how do they how do they recover from that? Well, I mean, t- how do they make a new movie after that? In two thousand two, they uh hand off the franchise or they, they make a new movie? They continue the story. Oh, okay. Laurie Strode, now in an insane asylum, turns out Michael Myers didn't die yeah but how do you i think you need to enlist the help of a very famous super fast talking rapper well you got to get buster rhymes exactly you need buster rhymes you had ll cool j you got to have buster rhymes but then it, it's a sequel right so you can't just have a one-for-one replacement of like iconic r&b star you then also throw in tyra banks <laughs> <laughs> Now, yes. Halloween H2O makes $75 million at the box office. Phenomenon is back, right? Halloween Resurrection in 2002 only makes $37.5 million. So that kind of proves that one LL Cool J is better at the box office than a Busta Rhymes and a Tyra Banks. Yeah, well, I gotta say, LL Cool J is a pretty good actor. That's what I'm saying. That's also the end of this timeline. Yeah, but we're gonna go to because, who? Because Resurrection was so terrible they were like let's not make another but one but they're going to hand off the f- where they're going to hand off the franchise we're now going to hand off the franchise to Mr. Rob fucking Zombie Yes. and as anybody who's into horror knows Mr. Rob Zombie cannot do wrong when it comes to a horror film well house of a thousand corpses you know digging through the ditches and in the back of my breathe through the ditches yeah, and burn through the, the witches are. but yeah in 2007 burn 2009 Rob Zombie takes over now he was a huge fan of the original series, right? The original franchise. So, I mean, they just basically, his his films basically focused on the origin of so Michael Myers. His is a true remake. So his is not connected to any of the original timeline stuff. So he is on an island very similar to Halloween 3, uh, Season of the Witch. And they're good. I mean, I've, I saw the first one. I didn't see the second one. So the first one, it's a good movie. Uh, although he made Michael Myers into a fucking like WWE <laughs> uh, wrestler who's giant and fucking scary and like he's just this massive guy. So other than that, I mean, it's it's a little bit larger than life. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it's pretty good. Well, he, he actually got he went to John Carpenter and was like, hey, uh, they're asking me to remake your film. Right. And he was unsure about how to approach it because he wanted to respect the property as much as he could because he absolutely loved the original Halloween franchise and he loved John Carpenter. And so he went to John Carpenter and was like, hey, they, you know, they're letting me remake it. Uh, I want to do it justice. And John Carpenter was like, I have no problem with you remaking it. You just have to make it your own. You have to really give it your own spin. Don't try to just redo what I did, you know, so he recreated his own version, and that's where you get more of the backstory of Michael Myers as a kid. You get more of the sort of, you know, him at the uh, the insane asylum. You get, 
you know, a lot more of that as opposed to it focusing more on the sort of Laurie Strode uh, character. Now we're zipping ahead to 2018 and we connect up with David Gordon Green and his trilogy. But this movie says four, five and six didn't happen. Season of the Witch didn't happen. H2O didn't happen. Resurrection didn't happen. Halloween 2 never happened. We're going from Halloween, the original, in 78, and we're zipping ahead to 2018, and we're finding Laurie Strode, now with a daughter, again. (laughs) So she had a daughter, then she had a son, now she has a daughter, named Karen, played by Judy Greer, who a friend of the the show, Lindsay Lindsay K. Brooks, would love, but she's never going to go see Halloween. (laughs) Is my guess. But I know that she loves Judy Greer. And uh, she has a granddaughter named Allison. And, you know, they've... uh, She's been waiting for Michael Myers to return. She's been scared because of the events of the original film. None of the rest of it matters anymore. Yeah. I watched this one in the theater. It's actually a very good film. Probably my favorite of the Halloween series and the whole franchise. Halloween, um, it's just called Halloween, the one that's from 2018 best one so if you're gonna go see any of the halloween movies go see the halloween movies from 2018 number one you got judy greer number two you got jamie lee curtis fine you got jamie lee curtis (laughs) and number three you've got a return to the franchise from what you originally had from the first halloween movie they peeled it all the way back for this one yeah so now we're in it's actually kind of scary the other ones are kind of like meh this one's actually kind of scary i liked it yeah, it, it's a uh, reboot of the franchise with a more modern horror take that brings you back to sort of what really works with horror. Also, you know what would be great? If you mixed Die Hard and Halloween. <laughs> you put Halloween with Mike Myers up in the Nakatomi Plaza building, and he was going around killing people, and then you put John McClane in Halloween, trying to kill Mike Myers. Man, that would be a fucking great movie. Just, yippee, just throwing that yippee out there. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. I don't know. What the- yippee-ki-yay, Michael Myers. No, oh, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yippee-ki-yay, Michael Myers. Fucking title. Yippee-ki-yay, Michael Myers. <laughs> that is the title of the episode. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the only thing we'll tell you about this new franchise from Halloween, the third movie now titled Halloween in this franchise is that Jamie Lee Curtis is back. She's playing Laurie Strode. She's got a daughter named, named Karen, a granddaughter named Allison, and a Home Alone-style plan to get Michael Myers once and for all. And it's good. It's really good. It grossed $255 million at the box office. Huge phenomenon. Now Halloween is back. If Halloween Kills can keep that up and Halloween Ends can keep that up, it will be the highest grossing horror franchise of all time. And it's just, it's well deserved for this franchise because despite all of these crazy like continuity issues that they have, the Halloween franchise always delivers for people, which is why people like it. Yeah, and and why even the poor uh, of you know poor received versions of this film in the franchise or even the lesser liked films in this franchise still have a huge cult following because it's simple it's simple okay yeah. when you have a horror movie you got to be simple michael myers takes the old school philosophy of the mummy the fact that you can run and you can run and you can run and this scary psycho killer will be walking slowly behind you and always be able to catch up with you it's just a basic premise of horror 
This this slow walking, slow moving guy is going to catch you no matter how fast you run, no matter how far you run, and that's the fear that this movie gives you. It's not a lot of slash. It's not a lot of. It's not really that brutal, but it's really psychological. Yeah, because he's always there. It's psychological fear. Psychological. Well, that and and he's indestructible, right? Yeah. He, well, he, he's gone through fucking like nine movies. So he yeah. is. He is evil, and evil cannot be killed. Right. Exactly. And he is persistent as fuck. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so what we would so to sum it all up, Corey, why don't you just say the timelines? So we'll do the first timeline. First timeline, Halloween, Halloween two, then jump jump over Halloween three. We don't even care about season of the witch. Go to Halloween four, the return of Michael Myers, then Halloween five, the revenge of Michael Myers, and then Halloween six. The Curse of Michael Myers, which has Paul Rudd in it, so, you know, can't be all that bad. Then the next one would be Halloween 1, Halloween 2, then, Halloween H2O, mm-hmm. and then Halloween Resurrection. Although, if you wanted to skip Halloween Resurrection, no one would blame you. Because exactly. there's a nice, clean ending to Halloween H2O that feels right with her lobbing his head off. Yes. Right. You could just go to Halloween H2O and stop. Now, those of you who are interested in seeing Halloween Kills but have not en- yet entered this franchise with your movie viewing, you want to go Halloween 1, or, well, just Halloween from 1978, then you want to go Halloween from 2018. I know it's confusing because they're both called Halloween, but you want a back-to-back Halloweens here, and then you can go see Halloween Kills this weekend uh, in the movie theater. And then I believe next year is when they're going to be releasing, or may- maybe, yeah, next year. Probably. Yeah, it's 2022. Uh, they'll be releasing Halloween Ends, and that'll be the conclusion of David Gordon Green's trilogy. So once again, if you want to see Halloween Kills, which came out this week, you want to go Halloween, which is the first movie, the 1978 version. You want to go the 1978 version of Halloween, and then right after that, you're going to watch Halloween from 2018, and then you're going to watch Halloween Kills. It's sort of like a, like they made their own choose-your-own-adventure <laughs> movie franchise (laughs) pretty much yeah (laughs) it's not like the mcu where you can just watch them chronologically from one all the way to the end you have to really bounce around yeah you have to pick which you know sort of path you you want to take which timeline you really want to go and you can actually mix and match you can mix and match but it'll be confusing as all fuck (laughs) you can you can watch each one as your own as its own movie it's just difficult it's it's better to understand how these timelines work so that if you do watch them you know, sort of out of order or, you know, as you find them, you understand where they fit into the timelines that they exist in. But yeah, I, I was, it was bonkers that one franchise, one of the most iconic horror franchises uh, in movies, right, uh, would have so many like continuity avenues that, that it could go down. You know, like these franchises, or like franchises in general sort of pride themselves on continuation of a story, Right. Like that's you go back to the movie to see the continuation of the story of the movie that you you saw a year or two or three years ago, right? Halloween, at various moments in its franchise history, just went nope, fuck it, forget everything you just saw. <laughs> the last decade, we're going in a completely different direction. Peel it back to that second film, or peel it back to that first film. That's what we're going from now on. Uh, and it's important if you're not if you're not a you know a, a super fan of the franchise to understand that before you start diving in. Hey, Corey. Yes, Jeff. Do you know what the all-time highest-grossing horror movie is? All-time highest-grossing horror film? Ooh. 
uh, would it be like paranormal activity? That is actually the highest growing highest grossing independent film. Uh, dethroning the original Halloween. Well, that one then actually or what Blair dethroned Witch. was Blair Witch. Blair Witch, yeah. Blair Witch dethroned Halloween and then Paranormal Activity dethroned Blair Witch. Yeah. The highest grossing ho- horror film. Do you know do you have a guess for that? Uh, is it The Exorcist? It is not. It is not. Is it a more recent film? It's a more recent film, yeah. Is it like The Conjuring or some shit like that? No. Hmm. I I don't know. Saw? It. It? It. It? 2017. It. The the first part? Not? I guess, yeah. yeah. Wow. Or are they are they counting both parts? I, oh, yeah, because number four is chapter two. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. It. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Corey, want to take us out? Uh, yeah, go listen to us and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts, I guess. Spotify, really anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can go on to Good Pods app. Uh, and uh, you can follow us and find out what other cool friends that we listen to podcast-wise and help discover other indie podcasts just like us and spread the love one podcast at a time. Well, I think this week we have a dedication to do. We're going to dedicate this podcast this week to Miss Jamie Lee Curtis, JLC as I call her. (laughs) She is the queen mother of all horror films, and I think we should dedicate this episode to Miss Jamie Lee Curtis, she is the first recipient of this year's Lifetime Horror Achievement Award for 2021. <laughs> yeah, and just contact us, Jamie. We'll uh, we'll get you your award to you. You don't even. I have thought to pay we were going to send. It. I thought we were going to send it to her. I mean, it, the the award may not make it through the mail because it's made of styrofoam, but sure. still, styrofoam and a little bit of duct tape. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Switch the Envelope is a Riff Laugh production.